Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey, we're excited to have Isaac. Isaac is a social media master. He runs Growing Pains Marketing. And we're going to get started with our first question, as we always do. Isaac, I know a lot about you. We've done some work together. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about what it is exactly you do? Tell us about your journey to get there and then how potentially they could benefit from what you guys do as well, if you don't mind. Yeah. Let's see how in-depth to go with this. Let's see. So my, my business, it's called Growing Pains Marketing. And we focus on social media, both the, we call it the organic side, which is, you know, posting, getting followers, building your Instagram profile, stuff like that. And then there's the paid side of things, which is paid ads that usually have a very specific purpose, like get more downloads of this or sell more of this product or whatever. So that's what the business is now. We focus on e-commerce clients mostly, but work with a wide variety of people. We've worked with 160 brands or 170 maybe to date. So that's what the business is now. As far as like, how I got here, man, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial itch, which I think a lot of people can probably attest to the listeners. It's like, I don't know. I think you, it's one of those things like you either have it or you don't. And some people it's just super strong. I remember when I was dating my now wife, this was probably six or seven years ago. I had some stupid half cocked, like jewelry store that I was trying to build up and that was going to be my thing. And I was putting all this time and effort into it. And she's like, listen, Isaac, I don't know about this. Like you're spending all this time on it. And you know, it's just seems kind of dumb. And I was like, listen, it's always going to be something. This will probably fail after this. It's going to be something else. And after that, it's going to be something else. Like I I just knew, you know, I remember being like 10 years old. My mom came back from some nursing conference. It was before the Listerine things came out. What was it? It was like a Listerine strip and you could like put it on your tongue. They came out like years ago, but she brought it back from Salt Lake City and I was in Kansas. No one had ever seen them before. So she had all these things. I took them to school and I was selling them for a dime each. Like I was like, so like kids were buying them because I thought they were Great. so cool. So like, I've just always had that itch. Right. So I think it was maybe three or four years ago. I had probably one of my more successful businesses. A friend and I started a shirt company just selling clothes and we donated a portion of the proceeds to clean water. And I mean, I say it's successful because it didn't completely fail like the other ones. And we were able to sell it eventually for a little bit, but we had that company. And then I realized that I could make a lot more money and it'd be a lot easier helping other e-commerce stores versus having my own e-commerce store, especially in a space that saturated, you know, we didn't have our own product. It wasn't all that special. You have to have a really, really, really good product. You know, that's the first, the most important piece of marketing that people forget. And you know, the product was okay. It wasn't really, really great. And it wasn't really original. Um, So we ended up selling that business. And then I started this agency and pretty much immediately started making more money than I was before. And this was all still a side hustle. Um, So ran the agency, did this by myself, ran the agency for, I think, two, it was like two years, maybe two and a half years while I had a full-time job, changed jobs in the middle of that. And basically the plan was I wanted to get up to a certain revenue and then I was going to quit my job. And it didn't look like I was going to hit it. My goal, I think 2019 was this year, I'm going to quit my job. You know, it didn't happen. Didn't get up to the revenue number. 2020, same goal, right? I was nowhere near it. 
I think I was sitting at like maybe seven grand a month um, recurring revenue. And all of a sudden the pandemic hit and was terrible for a lot of people. But one thing that happened was terrible for a lot of businesses, obviously. I don't need to go into that. Um, one thing that happened was people took all of their dollars that they were putting into trade shows and you know lunch and learns and all that stuff. And a lot of it went digital. Tons of it went digital. And people that were sitting back and hadn't really gotten into the digital marketing game yet, like maybe manufacturers or contractors or people like that that are just kind of like lagging in those ways because their business is more relationship focused. And that's how they get a lot of business. They started saying, oh, we need to get on this whole digital thing. And kind of the entry level to that is social media. So in like three months, my business tripled. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Sterling Rhino Capital. Are you sick of the stock market volatility and looking for something more stable and less emotional to invest in? Have you always wanted to be a real estate investor, but don't have the time or desire to be a landlord? Do you want to build a portfolio of commercial real estate assets, grow your net worth, and increase your income without having to trade your time for it? Sterling Rhino Capital provides opportunities to everyday hardworking people just like you to invest in private commercial real estate assets that make all of this possible. Become a partner and join the Sterling Rhino Capital Investor Club to get access to these exclusive deals. Text the word RHINO to 66866 to learn more. That's text the word RHINO, R-H-I-N-O, to 66866 to learn more. So I went from like, you know, seven grand a month to now I'm at like over 20,000 a month as a side hustle, right? And I'm like, yeah, holy, holy, like this is real now. And it was cool. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And I just think God it up perfectly because my brother-in-law had been working part-time for me for a while. He got furloughed during COVID. So he didn't have a job. So he was working for me like, you know, five hours a week, 10 hours a week. And then as I got all this business, it just went straight to him because he was the one doing it all. Like I was working. So he was fulfilling it. So he was able to absorb all that business because otherwise I would have been screwed. Everything would have broken. Like, but I had someone really good that was already trained that was just sitting there and didn't have anything to do hardly. So I ended up hiring him full-time. And then I joined him full time in November of 2020. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's how it went. I mean, I wish I could say it was all my own genius, you know, but it was, it took a pandemic and like, I don't know, an act of God just to kind of like work things together. And yeah, here I am. No, it's all good. So, Isaac, what I love about that, and I want the crew to take away from this is, and I want you to touch on this if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you, but it's so the first thing is that you started this side hustle, which in and of itself is like another job, right? So you're, whatever it is you're doing, because you know we, we both come from a background of, like you said, sell, selling some things at school and trying to figure out how to make money. And that whole creative process is really fun, right? Um, but when you start working full-time and you're trying to do, a, let's say, a side hustle, that's also a lot of work. And so you have two things that, like, if you don't mind briefly to touch on, is one, that, which is the side hustle talk us through the type of hours, how you did it. Just in general, get someone into the mindset of building out that side hustle. So that's the first quick thing I'd like you to touch on. The second is how you transitioned from, okay, we're doing these side hustle almost on a retail level. And we realize that there's not as much, whether it's profitability, expansion ability, growth, whatever it may be. So we transitioned. And then through that, you found an even bigger opportunity, right? That takes a mindset shift. Now that could have been an epiphany. It could have been a circumstance that hit you where you go, whoa, wait a minute. We can see the writing on the wall. The example would be you open up a retail store, brick and mortar, you're selling trinkets versus I'm going to go become a wholesaler 
right? Or like in the marketing sense, I'm going to actually be a marketing person for these people because I see how the business works. Now I'm just going to go and do all their advertising, right? Because I can do that from one office. I can touch a lot of people at once, blah, blah, blah. I have a good system. I can systematize it. So if you don't mind quickly, the first part is the side hustle running alongside a job because that's not easy. So just talk someone that's wanting to do that briefly through how you did it. And then the exit into the expansion and business shift you had. That's just really good information. Yeah. It's funny on the first piece, like earlier you were saying like, oh, when you went full time, you had to work more you know, with your business. Actually, I didn't. I'm a little different than other people, I think, because I had already built the business up to where it was able to sustain itself before I quit the main job. So I'm actually, I'm working less now, thank God, because it was nuts, man. It was like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. a lot of nights, a lot, a lot of days, right? Like I think 12 hours was pretty standard. 14 was a heavy day and 10 hours was like super light. <laughs> like, it's only been 10 hours and I'm done, shoot. Um, and I mean, I don't know, for, I don't know how people do this with kids. Like I've heard of people doing it with kids. I didn't have kids yet. We waited because... I didn't know how that would work. And not to say it's impossible. I talked to a guy the other day that he puts the kids to bed at nine and then he works from like 10 to 11 and that's his time. And I think a lot of that too, if you're married is negotiating with your spouse. (laughs) It's like a very real thing that doesn't get talked about a lot with entrepreneurs. It's like, you got to negotiate that and you got to talk about it all the time. And you got to, you know, she has to, or he has to be on board with the dream and that must be an ongoing conversation. But yeah, I mean, it was hard as I'll get out, right? But I had very stringent time blocking. And I think very stringent time blocking. I also read the book Deep Work, which I think everybody should read. That's a knowledge worker. Super important. So yeah, I think I figured out. And I was like pretty obsessed with, I guess, just productivity hacks and things of that nature. I also take a lot of nootropics. I just took some before we started this. Cool. So yeah, I don't know. I, I do stuff like that. But I think probably the biggest thing is like time blocking. So not getting to work and just jumping on emails right away. Like I've got a very specific time. Like today I've got 30 minutes blocked out for emails and that's it. I don't sit on email all day. Like Slack, I've got 30 minutes blocked out for Slack. I go through, I take care of everything and I'm out. I don't have notifications turned on for Slack. So you, you won't see a, a Slack thing pop up if I'm sharing my screen, it doesn't happen. Also like for mental health, I didn't have any, I still don't. I don't have any email notifications turned on. I don't have Slack turned on my phone. So, you know, I'm not going to be sitting there during my day job and I've got getting blown up from my side hustle. That didn't happen and vice versa. Right. So being able to focus really hard on one thing, taking my phone and literally putting it in the other room so that I'm not screwing around on Instagram, like (laughs) things like that were super important and blocking off on my calendar, even at work, I was able to do a job within 40 hours that most people were doing in 50 plus. I think just because I was so focused because like I had, I literally had three hours each morning. I think it was from nine to 11. It was blocked off my calendar and it said work time versus meetings because I was sitting in three to six hours of meetings every single day, but people mostly respected that block. And I was able to actually get all my work done, like my deep work in the morning when I was really, really focused. And then in the afternoon, I do shallow work, like emails, meetings and stuff. Like I do the same thing now. So this morning was very heads down, deep work. I'm able to get a ton done. And then the afternoon when my brain starts to kind of like go, (laughs) I'm able to do more stuff like this that doesn't require as deep thinking. So I think those things were super important. That's really, really good information. And and thank you for sharing the detail because it's really important for people to understand. So we joked about, you know, working two full-time jobs when you become your own boss, right? 
you did that, you were happen to be working for someone else. So you actually did put in the maddening hours. You just built it well enough and efficient enough to where when you decided to take the leap, you had a job that couldn't necessarily run itself, but could afford to have you there a little less because you had good people, you had good systems, you had good time management, which is so important. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. They say, well, I don't know how you do it. I hear this a lot from people like, how do you have these other businesses? How do you do all this stuff? And it's like, well, you have 24 hours in a day. I don't look at it like I have eight hours in a day or I don't have enough time. I say, well, where do I make time? Like, where do, where do I need to cut out? What do I need to get more efficient? You hit the nail on the head. You said, I do this social blocking, right? I time block things. I'm very efficient. This is important as well. I manage the relationship with my significant other so that we're on the same page so that there's no stress or sidelining there as well, right? Like, oh, I forgot we had this thing or we're fighting or we have right? It's about efficiency. And if you're really good at that, you could have a side hustle, which could eventually turn into your own company or indefinitely have a side hustle where you have that extra financial security because you have another stream of income alongside your, your say, your corporate job or whatever. So I love the way you articulated that. Now, Isaac, if you don't mind, just share with us briefly the transition from, okay, so I had the side hustle and then I moved out of corporate America. How did you have that mindset shift? What made you, how did you make that decision? And then tell us about when you started, because you obviously run a social media managing company. We'll dovetail into you telling us exactly, um, give us an example of what you do exactly with a client, let's say, after we do that. So the transition, if you don't mind. So as far as like, how did I know it was time to jump or? Yeah, because like- yeah, because having a, having a job and having a side hustle, you could be doing that forever. I mean, to take that, yeah. that's... That's a pretty big move, right? Like leaving yeah. a good comfy job. And then, so just run us through that. If someone's doing that today and they're like, man, I got this little thing, I'm not quite sure. And I, you know, or I want to start this little thing eventually maybe moving into it. How do they make that shift? Like what, what happened for you? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think probably the biggest thing is probably the most obvious thing, which is have a financial safety net. <laughs> you yeah. know, like ha- save your money. <laughs> when I was contemplating making the jump after the business had had gotten bigger. I, I reached out to a few people that I really respected that had already been where I was. And and that's a big thing too. Like don't ask your friends and family that have never been in this situation. Because, you know, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier. Like people are very well intentioned, but it's kind of like that crab analogy of if you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket, you don't have to put a lid on it because if one starts to climb out, the other ones will pull them down. People do that like inadvertently, you know, like, like, oh, I'm thinking about starting my own business. So I quit my job. Like, oh, like first thing, I'm, what about insurance? <laughs> like, yes. That question cracks me up because like my insurance is literally, I don't know, I pay like three, 400 bucks a month. And that's like, that's like one client. I'm like, okay, cool. One client check. But you know, they, they just throw stuff out like that all the time. Like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a pandemic. Like who knows what's going to happen? I don't know, like it's not secure. What if you lose your clients? All the, you know, people just throw out stuff like that. That's just their default and they're well-intentioned, you know, they're trying to be helpful, but they don't know that everyone you've talked to about this in the last (laughs) three months is also the exact same things. So yeah, don't talk to them. Talk to people that have already done it. People that are very successful. Don't get advice from people less successful than you in, in however you deem success. So when I reached out to these people that were very accomplished, they said, you know, six months to a year safety net. You know, and one guy was like, I jumped out there with way less than that, but don't do it. (laughs) So I think when I hit a point where I was like, all right, I've got got six months of cash saved up to pay for literally everything. Also looking at my wife's income and looking at our budget, we could conceivably live off of what she makes, you know, which is a good position to be in, you know, so keep your expenses low. Like 
you know, we bought a house a few years ago and could have bought a much bigger house, but kept our expenses low because I knew I wanted to quit my job eventually. And I didn't want to have golden handcuffs, right? That's one thing they talk about a lot is like, well, my lifestyle, I have to keep up my lifestyle. You know, I got to go out to dinner twice a week and drop a hundred bucks each time. And I got to pay for this Porsche and I got to pay for this giant mortgage and my kids in the best school. And I got to pay for that. Like, you know, keep your lifestyle in check, right? If you're wanting to jump out on your own or just in general, that's good advice. (laughs) So yeah, those are all important things. And then the other biggest piece, which I talked about earlier was just negotiating with my wife because, you know, I, I understood like I've got the vision of where things are going and all that, but she doesn't see that. She just sees or your spouse just sees you disappear for hours on end every day. And they just know that you're locked in working on something, but you know, maybe it's been two years of this and like, we're still in the same house. We're still driving the same cars. Yeah. Like what, you know, like what's like our bank account looks the same. What's going on. So you have to like, you know, patiently walk through them with that. So once we had done that, and honestly, I think for us, it was, for me as a man, I didn't want her to see the mental strain that I was under working seven days a week, working crazy hours. I didn't want her to see that. But when I let her see that, that's really when it changed. Like she saw me breaking because you can't, you can't, I, I don't know. Some people can do that forever. I'm not Gary Vee. I can't, I can't yeah. work, you know, 23 <laughs> hours a day, sleep one hour. And it's like gratitude, man, gratitude. Like <laughs> I can't do that indefinitely. I can go through seasons of working my face off, sure. but I can't do it indefinitely. So yeah, yeah, those are the big things. Safety net, negotiations, and yeah, mental toughness, like see a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, right. I see it. I see a therapist, you know, once or twice a month and uh, it's super helpful. I'd recommend that for anybody because being an entrepreneur is super, super, super difficult. It's the hardest thing I've ever done mentally. So you, you got to be prepared for that too. Man, thank you so much for that, Isaac. There's so, such great advice in all of that. I'm, I'm going to pick the one thing you talked about, which is something, it's very humbling. And I think it's passed over a lot. I think we focus on a lot of people's success and money they make and status and all that. But you talked about like, it basically was breaking me. Like I was about to break, right? And, I'm, and I go to a therapist and I talk to my wife and we go, the human side of this is really important because it's one thing to be ambitious and fired up, right? Like, oh, I, you know, I want to make millions or I want to buy the car. Or I want to have a, my own, I want to be my own boss, right? But there's so much like the whole iceberg analogy that goes on beneath the surface. And I think it's really important to talk to each other. Like you said, you reach out to peers that are doing it or are actually performing at a level above you if you can find them, right? Even if you're mentoring for them or you're volunteering for them and they're giving you a little mentorship, you've got to get into their circle of influence because they'll share the nitty gritty with you, right? They'll tell you the things like Isaac is sharing with you, which is like, listen, man, this is a lot of work in the beginning. You know, it's stressful. It might break you, but... You have to just be open and communicate with your significant other. Continue that support system, right? Know that there's something bigger and greater once you get through this pain and that it's actually going to make you stronger and better, but you might have to talk to somebody along the way, right? You you might have to acknowledge, I am a human being. I am a provider, but I'm also a human being and I have feelings and emotions and it's okay to feel that. And that is actually part of the entrepreneurial process. So I love that you shared that because dude, I'm in the same boat. Like there's been times where, you know, I'm doing like, I'm working, I'm hustling, I'm working four or five real estate transactions at the same time, maddening seven days a week, 18, 19 hours a day, literally three, four hours. And like week after week, and you go, how am I even keeping this up, right? And the only thing that's keeping you up is that you haven't looked up long enough to know that you're actually doing what you're doing. You're just putting in the work, right? But that's what most of us go through. And then there's a great reward at the other side. So I just love the way you shared that. And thank you for that. That's awesome. Well, Isaac, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time.
If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, do I even have enough to retire? And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. And let's build the life of your dreams today.